What are you afraid of? What is it that you fear most? What is it that makes you stay up at night or keeps you awake? Fear is a a strange thing. Sometimes we give it more power than it should have. There's no doubt in my mind why God's people of the Old Covenant and the New Covenant were warned again and again, do not be afraid. Tonight we're going to talk about fear in our series that we're calling Advance a Slide. I don't know what's wrong. It's not doing it. Next slide, please. Right here. This is one of my fears right here. There are uh, some weird phobias, if you've studied phobias, I picked out a few. There's uh, the trachophobia, which is the fear of amphibians. I didn't know there was such a fear. There's xenophobia, which is the fear of dogs, fear of canines. Uh, Equinophobia, which is the fear of horses. Uh, I have a little bit of equinophobia um, because of a childhood incident with a horse, so I'm not a big fan of them. Uh, Looks like we're on manual power tonight. So, uh, astrophobia, which is the fear of storms. I'm not sure if anyone in Kansas would uh, survive uh, (laughs) if they had astrophobia. Uh, There's uh, hydrophobia, which, of course, is the fear of water. Um, And uh, dendrophobia, which is the fear of trees. Uh, Then there are situations. There are... uh, some unusual situations in the natural environment. Uh, claustrophobia, which is the fear of confined spaces. If you've ever had, uh, uh, is it the CT scan or the MRI that kind of puts you in that tube and understand it's a very claustrophobic situation. Areophobia, which is the, the deathly fear of flying. If you've ever been on an airplane and palms sweaty and you're gripping the armrests and closing your eyes. Uh, experiencing probably a little aerophobia. Glossophobia, which is the fear of public speaking. Some people just absolutely can't imagine uh, doing what I do uh, a lot. So that's okay. Everybody has different fears. Um, And then the last one is chronophobia, uh, which is the fear of time, believe it or not, the fear of the, the perpetual progression of time. Interesting side note about chronophobia. No preacher has ever had chronophobia. Just, we just keep on going. So, uh, But I will set my watch and keep on rocking here. Uh, in Proverbs, there is a subject of fear mentioned a lot, but not in the ways that we think of. And the word phobia is not used. It uh, doesn't mention any of the types of fears that we described. But there's two types of fear that, it, that are mentioned. And uh, they are the fear of man and the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 29, 25. You're following along in Proverbs. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Uh, Fear of man. What is that? What's that about? Fear of man costs King Saul his kingship. He says right in there in First Sam, Second Samuel that uh, that he feared the people. Uh, fear of man caused Peter to deny Jesus. 
after having walked with him and followed him three years and, and, and boldly declaring that if everyone else uh, fell away, Jesus could depend on the rock. And he was one of the first to fall. How that happened? I mean, he was just standing there around the fire and these people and this little servant girl says, hey, you're with them. Fear of man. Fear of man would cause Peter to uh, later sort of disassociate with the Gentiles because he was worried about what his Jewish brothers might think, and Paul had to confront him with that. Um, Youth group, you ever face what is called peer pressure? Ever struggle with um, any sort of that on social media? As you scroll through and on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever and and, uh, feel like you're missing out? Feel like it fills you with this very overwhelming sense of anxiety because you're not enough, because you weren't included, because you don't have as many followers or likes. That's, that's kind of a new one, but peer pressure has always been there. It's just now that you carry it around with you in your pocket. Fear of man is a snare. Fear of man will cause churches to be bland instead of bold. I'll be quite honest with you. I, I shared this with the shepherds this morning. I, I'm not real excited about preaching on marriage. Not because I don't know what it says, but because we live in a different world these days. And preaching that I thought, something that I was, you know, 20 years ago when I graduated from Oklahoma Christian, it's a pretty basic thing. Preachers preaching on marriage and family, that was pretty, you know, not... not not too complicated, not too challenging. But these days, the word is in diametric opposition to the world. You think that doesn't fill a preacher with fear? Fear of man can be a problem, and it has been the undoing of a lot of people who were seeking to follow God. It can cause people to not trust in God as much as they had been. It can cause them to step backward in faith instead of forward in faith. It's a real problem. Um, Address this with the teens, but I just think it's not just a teen issue. In our culture all the way around, uh, there is, you're constantly surrounded by people's opinions and by Everybody has a platform. And, you know, uh, interestingly, when I was making the notes that, you know, fear of man, I just wrote F-O-M. There's something called FOMO, which is F-O-M-O, which is the fear of missing out, which is, you know, pretty much the two are the same. I want to be involved. I want to be included. I want to be a part of what's going on. Um, the nature of the world that we live in the nature of something going viral. Okay, how do you get something to go viral? You do something that no one expects. Well, how do you do something no one expects when we live in a world where you can pull up anything anytime? We almost, it's, it's almost hard to surprise us anymore. So you get people doing silly things like the ice cream challenge. And they think it's cute to go to a grocery store and pull the top of the ice cream and lick the top of it and strike fear in the hearts of people about, you know, is, is what I'm eating been tampered with? 
And that started because, you know, somebody wanted to get more clicks, more likes, and, and go viral. And they did because fear is a viral thing. We live in a world where, you know, it's a perpetual race to the bottom. So we got all of these, these kind of things in our world. When the proverb says it's a snare, it's not lying. Fear of man is a snare, whether it's to you personally or to us collectively. Fear of man can be our undoing when it comes to our walk with God. So we must walk carefully or else it will capture us and undo us. The solution to the fear of man, the solution to that problem that we all face, it never really goes away. Sorry, um, peer pressure is not just a, a youth group thing. Sorry to tell you. Adults have it too. And adults do the same thing. As parents, we compare. Where, where is my child compared to this child? Are they ahead or are they behind? Are they being accepted? You know, all of those things play into this part of us that really wants to be accepted. The only solution is what Proverbs and what we're going to spend the rest of this evening on and how Proverbs addresses that is the fear of the Lord. The only solution to the fear of man is to have a higher fear. In, in my view, this is the only thing that helps, has helped in the past people of faith to continue to remain faithful, to not give in to the crowd. And that is they had a higher fear. They had someone higher than them. Turn to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. Proverbs speaks quite a bit about the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 18.10 begins by saying this, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, man, the righteous man runs into it and is safe. No one does this perfectly, but when we truly grasp this idea of God's name being a strong tower, a shelter, a refuge from the storms and the fears that we face, it dramatically changes our posture. Now, I... I sort of picked on Peter, you know, I, I think all people of faith at some point have succumbed to the fear of man. But, but go back just a minute. I realize this is outside of Proverbs, but um, go back to Acts chapter 5. You know, this is after Peter has sort of fallen in very public ways, denying Jesus and, uh, and denying his association with the Gentiles. And, and in this part of Acts, uh, the boys are preaching to the Sanhedrin and they're being threatened and challenged. If there's any point where they could have succumbed to the fear of man, it was right here. I mean, these, these, they were bringing it pretty hard. We're, Acts chapter 5, let's start in verse 27. When they brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name, and yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching. And you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. I think that's it. Peter had finally run to the strong tower. He figured out he, he, he gained a higher fear. Yeah, you, you can sentence me to death. You can put me in prison. But there's one that I have to answer to who's higher than you who has a higher authority, and who can strike a higher fear in my heart. Proverbs chapter 14, 
Back to Proverbs now, Proverbs chapter 14, verses 26 through 27. Proverbs 14, 26, 27. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. I've preached on this subject before, and, and, and I'm sure there's some who disagree, but you know, we, we kind of shy away from that word fear. That it can't, The word fear can't really mean the word fear. It can't really mean what it says. I kind of take the view it sort of means what it says. And uh, fear is not a bad thing. A healthy fear will keep you in check. You know, this morning when some of you, and I know who you were, who laughed and snickered as I almost went to meet Jesus right there on the platform. What that happened was because I became too cavalier. I, I, I lacked a healthy fear of what could happen in that moment. Okay? It's a simple example, but, but people risk eternal damnation because they don't have a healthy fear of God. But beyond that, beyond the, the, the negative aspect to it, the proverb says there's a real blessing side of this, that when you fear the Lord, if you have a heavy, full fear in your heart of God, it's a blessing to you, to your children, to your family. It's a fountain of life. And it'll turn you away from the snares of death. People who have a healthy fear of the Lord really don't care much about what the crowd says. This morning I, I said the phrase something about something effective, I don't really care. And, and I want to explain that. I want you to understand. I, it's not that I don't care about you. What I was saying in that moment is I don't care about what the crowd says. I don't care about the, what the world says. I, I don't care what happens in this world or how much the culture shifts and changes. I don't, that doesn't bother me. I've got a higher fear in my heart. I've got a higher one that I must answer to. And I, I pray that we all will be the same. Because in that, and only in that, is there truly a blessing. It's not just about avoiding the snare of man, but the understanding that there is a beautiful, wonderful confidence and for you, <laughs> a refuge for your children, and a fountain of life. Some of the greatest people in this book who are blessed and blessed time and again were, were blessed. And all of that was rooted because they had a fear of the Lord. And that fear was higher than anything else that they might have faced or that they might have feared. Fear of the Lord keeps us from getting caught in the fear of man. There is true lasting peace when you fear the one, the only one who never changes. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 23. Care to follow along? Proverbs 19, 23. The fear of the Lord, Proverbs 19, 23. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Whoops. Fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. I do not know what happened, but take me back to Proverbs 19.23 if you can. 
The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. Now, this is a proverb, okay? Godly people go through harmful things and hard things and difficult things. But godly people who fear the Lord don't stay there. They don't stay there. So, may you not forget that when you're facing a hardship and a difficulty and a trial and you think God's forgotten you, He hasn't. He's just not going to let you stay there. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. Did I push something wrong? Just not, not there. It's, I'm, all I'm looking at is, is uh, they're just gone, huh? Okay. All right. Shut her down. We'll, uh, we'll. Uh, man, that's a bummer. All of you are thinking, no, it isn't. <laughs> All right, let's finish with this. The story of Jesus sleeping in the storm. The story when, um, and I don't use this word loosely, all hell was breaking loose on the Sea of Galilee. Trained fishermen were losing their minds thinking, we're going to die. Where's Jesus? He's asleep. He is resting secure. There is no... I mean, they have to wake him up. There is a beautiful peace in that. Jesus understood it. And I think he was trying to get his apostles to understand it too. Life's going to throw some storms at you. If you aren't in one, one's coming. If you haven't had one, one's coming. But when you have a higher fear, you can rest secure. When you have a higher fear, you can go ahead and sleep through your storm. Because God's got it. And if you fear Him, you're anchored. And anchored well. Fear of man will undo us, but fear of the Lord will be a blessing. It'll give us life. It'll give our children and our children's children lives. May we pay attention to what Proverbs teaches us and how important it is to make sure we have the right fear. You can't escape fear. You just get to choose which one you have. And it's either going to be the crowd or it's going to be the Lord. And Proverbs says again and again and again, if you fear the Lord, there's great blessing in that. Tonight, I would ask you, do you fear the Lord in your heart? Do you fear His, his judgment, His wrath, His power, His holiness, His might? If not, you should. Scripture warns us again and again. But, if we will fear Him and revere Him, that within that relationship there is great blessing. And we can sleep securely 
through the harshest, hardest storm we've ever had. Tonight, if there is a need, a spiritual need, and you need to put Christ on, you need to begin fearing the Lord, or you haven't been fearing the Lord, and it shows in your life, if you have a spiritual need to put Christ on, as those did this morning, or to renew your relationship with Christ, I'd love to pray with you and for you, and our shepherds can help in that way. If you have a public need, please come publicly down front, and then we'll work and pray through it together. Please come as together we stand and sing.